0: very special edition of Swing Thoughts, the Golf Nerd Warrior Training Episode. Coach Tim is here. Uh, I'm Humble Howard, Golf Spiritual Leader, and of course our nerds are here, everybody. Nerds! Nerds, Google House! Nerds, Google House! Uh, Steve, Ronan, Tom, uh, Rudra, and uh, Coach Tim, what a, uh, it was a great morning. I think we had a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed
1: yourselves. Yeah, it was a it was really interesting, and um, thank you guys for for coming and um, and sharing and, and trusting us.
0: Oh, that was very good, and uh, and we want to let everyone know the uh, podcast is now. Uh, we mentioned this last time. Brought to you by Adidas Canada. Yeah, uh, some great stuff. Uh, you know, most people are familiar with the brand, and uh, we're excited to welcome back our friends from Tailor Made. Now, it's so funny. We were. Asked, Did you see that note? Was it Casey? Um, Isn't that terrible? What's his name? Uh, Casey with Adidas? Yes, Casey with Adidas. Canada. Canada. When we were talking about uh, Adidas and TaylorMade being separated, we were saying, you know, who gets the kids? (laughs) Exactly. And then one of the guys from TaylorMade heard that, uh, Nick, and he's like, I heard that. That was the only episode he tuned in. It's like, we were just having a little fun. But uh, here's the thing. The kids are back together. TaylorMade (laughs) and Adidas, even though they've separated here on uh, Swing Thoughts, uh, of course, our highest recommendation uh, for Tailor TaylorMade, uh, the drivers, the irons, everything. And then, of course, it, this looks great with the Adidas uh, shorts and shirts and things.
1: I, and I'm wearing my Adidas pullover. Oh, is, it, is that new? D- d- yes, it is. Did you order that? Uh, no, it was given to me because I'm a coach with Club Link. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, Rudra's rocking. Rud- Rudra Adidas. looks great. Yeah,
0: uh, and uh, why don't you all say hi. Rud- there's Rudra. Go ahead. And uh, good afternoon to everyone. It's great to be here. Over there is Tommy uh, Lenowetz.
2: Hello, everybody. Hello, oh, Juergen.
0: Uh, no, jurgen Juer- has gone, gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right here is my man, Ronan. Ronan? Have Glad I met
3: you before? Be uh, Many times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve. All right, guys, thanks for having Just me. Just move the microphone over a little bit. And. Uh, Coach, why don't we sort of just summarize what we've been doing here this morning? It was pretty. It was pretty interesting. Well, f- first of all, did you have fun? Was it interesting for you guys? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, it's uh, very revealing in a lot of ways. Keep talking into that. <laughs> okay. And uh, what do you mean? Well, you know, it's um, a lot of the things that we tried to verbalize uh, and and come up with with uh, on our own. Uh, you know, Tim and his experience is able to sort of uh, bring out the real underlying thoughts and feelings and meanings behind, uh, you know, the scattered thoughts we might have on the course and say, yes, that's one thing, you know, that that pinpoints it and says, you know, if I concentrate on that, that will help me enjoy my round, help me score better, help me do whatever you want to get out of that round.
0: Uh, Tommy, uh, what about you? What what was there some golf stuff that came up for you? Some of the things that we talked about intention and and, uh, what about
2: yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, hearing it from, from everybody here and different walks of life. and, and Just a little like,
0: closer to that one there.
2: You know, from different walks of life and, and what we're all kind of experiencing. There's a lot of similarities. Uh, there's some differences. So it was a pretty good learning experience on what you wanted to do, what the commitments were, what the intentions were. Uh, so it's pretty fascinating.
1: And how do you think they will uh, like serve you going into the early part of this golf season?
2: Uh, it'll, it'll help me, I think, from... Um, confidence point of view if should things go wrong, because I, I said I'm gonna do something about it. So knowing that I can at least control a commitment of mine or an intention of mine is gonna be a baseline of confidence, I believe. Um, because when stuff goes wrong, at least you got something to fall back on.
0: Okay, I'm having a little trouble with that mic. Cool. Uh sorry guys. Let me just turn those down for a second. Yeah, can we just do this? Can we just uh, share these guys? Because those two are just, they're not going to work, and it's going to be distracting. So, uh, Tom, just finish your thought into this mic, if you don't mind. Yeah, so you, wanna, you and Rudra can cozy up, and then Ronan and Steve can share that. the them. first time. No, uh, obviously.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> and we support you. That's right. Yeah, so, so having a baseline uh, that you can fall back on. Because, I mean, uh, like anything, if you know, shot goes off or whatever, if a round's going sour, whether it's, you know, I'm 2-under through 10 or 9-over after 4, kind of irrelevant if you have that baseline.
0: Ronan, what about you? I mean, you're a, an experienced tournament player. You play a lot of high-level golf. But some things this morning, what are your thoughts, uh, observations, and get really close to that?
3: Well, everybody's... Sort of on a different journey in a way But in a lot of cases we're all on the same journey I think that the core concepts Or the core things that sometimes hold us back are all the same thing so even if it's a 15 handicap versus a four or five handicap whether it's a regular round on a saturday morning or it's a tournament round at a gao competition we're kind of when it comes down to it we're kind of dealing with the same kind of core feelings emotions things that hold us back so in a way you know regardless of where the index is the the you're you're learning from everybody and you know you can you, you can learn from anybody. So if you're a, if you're an accomplished golfer, you, you can learn from somebody who's just picking up the game. Because sometimes you're you got to relearn some stuff even after you've been playing for years. You still got to come back to basics. So I think sharing from a variety of different levels really really helps. Well, I couldn't agree more. In fact, you know, Tim made a, a point at one
0: juncture this morning that you know these things that we're talking about, whether you're scratch or a thirty handicap, tour players are talking about. It's what they You know, if you listen to what they say about themselves and their rounds pre and post competition, it's all the same stuff we're talking about. Whether You know, Steve is here and, you know, you don't play a lot, but you've got the same issues we all do. You know, trying to make the game more enjoyable.
5: Yeah, for sure. And I'd say, uh, you know, it was a great experience. You guys really practice what you preach. I think for me, as you can all attest to now, I struggle a lot with the mental game. It's a lot between the years, so it was good to come and hear everyone's experience, you know, and know that it's a learned experience. It's not all inherent for us, so, you know, we can all strive uh, to get better through our mental game.
0: It's solvable, is what it is. For
1: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like we're not just stuck in this pattern it's not that's just the way I am so yeah. much of it is like it's an awareness of oh these are some things that that you know in, in my you know 60 years on this earth I've, I've managed to you know carve up this pattern of behavior and if I don't necessarily like it then I can take strides to to change my behavior so that was a lot of things that came out in today's discussion um, that's actually, uh, you
0: know, it's true for all of us. I mean, we've all played with golfers. I've, you know, we've been those golfers sometimes and you go, well, I guess this is just it for me, you know, yeah. like, you know, I just, I always do this and this is what happens. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, whatever that round is for you, here it is again. And you know, uh, we all, it's almost like we practice this loop over and over again Even though we don't like it and we know it's not serving us, we still it's almost like it's comfortable to be whoever that person is on the golf course.
4: Yeah, you know, and, um, one of the games uh, some of my friends and I would play. You you get these coins, right? So if you go in the water, you get a coin. It's a minus one. If you get a birdie, uh, it's a plus one or something like that. And you know, one of the things that came up was uh, 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 today was accepting the results of your shot. Um, you know, when we're playing, and you know, if I get in the sand, if I hit it and uh, get in the sand, uh, you know, those guys are saying, "Well, well, sand." There you go. It's a coin. It's a minus one. My attitude and what I've said to them is, you can't get Get a sand save if you don't get in the sand, right? Nice. And that's another uh, coin. You get a plus one for that, right? So it's it's uh, you know taking that kind of outlook on it and, and accepting the results of the shot, and then you know letting it go into knowing what you got to do next on your next shot.
0: Well, it's kind of what Ronan was saying um, before we started recording about you know some of my favorite shots. Our favorite yeah. shots are when you recover from something that's gone awry. You know you. You find out really who you are is when things go bad. When you're in the trees and you make par or bogey from there versus like making it worse.
3: Absolutely. I can remember, I remember my par saves or amazing bogey saves yeah. over the years as much as making two or three birdies in a row. And in a weird way, you're proud of that because that's the challenge of the game. Everybody has great rounds, but I mean, that's what we talked about this morning. My goal in terms of preparation is to be able to be, to take that B plus round and maybe turn it into an A round. I don't do that enough. I don't think. Did you um? Were you up at Deer? Deer was it where did we? Deerhurst last summer? Uh, no, that I, was wasn't, mid-am. I was the mid am. I was the mid am. I was in the mid am qualifier. Okay,
0: because because last summer one of the my one of my favorite back nines was the second round of the mid am, where I was just I was chaos. I uh, couldn't hit a fairway, couldn't hit a green, and I got up and down on the last hole. After hitting it in a hazard, I got up and down for bogey to make the cut by one. And my friends, Bondi, and all these guys were watching the scores on the, as they were, because they'd already finished. And it was like, well, you know, I guess Howard will be going home. And I just hung in there. I made great bogeys, including I made bogey on the last hole, because I could have easily gone. Oh well, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, gag it up here. I've hit it in the hazard. What do I do? But I made a great up and down for bogey, and I was
1: honestly one of the most satisfying shots I hit all year. Yeah, well, one of the that one of the key themes that came up uh, a bunch of times this morning was resilience. Is that ability to be able to say make a nine, <laughs> as happened to Ronan, and then follow that up with a two? Like you have that is skill. To be able to do that. And not everyone has that. Again, we come back to the piece. Is that something I have inherently or is that something I can learn? And it's, it's, it's definitely something that you can learn. Well, and I, I think that was
0: a, a, I'm not sure if it was a revelation, but a reminder to everybody. And I'll be a reminder to you people listening that, you know, people aren't just, maybe some people are. But, you know, even a guy like Jordan Speed, the resiliency he showed in the Open Championship last summer was amazing to me. The fact that he took all. Do you want to talk about taking your turn? <laughs> yeah, he your took time. 20 minutes to hit that shot. He takes 20 minutes to hit that shot. Then fi- fi- finishes eagle, birdie, birdie, par. But but it's the it's learned behavior. You don't just wake up one day and go, well, I'm bulletproof now. Um, what about that for you, Steve? What what uh, were your thoughts about that?
5: Yeah, I think that was something that really resonated with me too. You talked about your daughter mentioning being bulletproof. You're not um, You're not just You can't be bulletproof you, Sorry I'm losing a hand you know, like Being able to
1: accept that whatever yeah. happens I'm okay with it and, th- and that failure is part of the learning And it's part of the Absolutely. experience
0: Yeah for sure well, and that you know, I always think back to the first time Tim and I played. <clears throat> we'd been getting to be friends, oh, and we again. talked about golf. No, I I, 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 I say it as a uh, I, I'm only through admiration. We'd been talking about golf, and you know, it's like the first time you play with somebody. It's always you know, like sort of sizing them up, like let's see if you got any game. But in this case, <laughs> we'd been f- becoming friends, and we hadn't done a podcast yet. But you know, this was going to be our sort of maiden voyage together, and uh, it was. Uh, it's chaos. And I remember looking at him thinking, wow, you know, I know everything I need to know about this guy in three or four holes of golf. Everything I've ever learned about Tim, I, I saw that day because here he is playing with me. You know, lots of stuff could come up for him. You know, I'm supposed to be a good golfer. He's supposed to be a decent player. And yet he's shanking shot after shot. And I could just see the way he handled it. And I knew we were going to be friends because I thought, wow. I've seen him in a potentially embarrassing, you know, pretty crappy situation. He handled it so well. And it fast forward a couple years later, I've told the story about him being four under after nine and leaving the golf course, which also blew me away. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where you have to go, but wherever it is, it ain't as important. But it was just an, both of those examples were just another round of golf. They were just a round of golf and it's you know, as much as we all like to nerd out about it and geek out about golf, it really is just a game that we play to play.
1: Yeah, but that also so the sponsors I have were also learned because there was many times in which in the past I drove home going through that spiral vortex of death that oh, you know, there's another round, I had high expectations Oh, I crapped out again. I guess I just suck. Et mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. And just, so I just learned through different different work that I've done that, you know, at the end of the day, that's not really what matters. And that you brought up a nice piece uh, yesterday when we were talking in a game today. The game is about the struggle. That's yeah. the game. It's, it's great to have the number on the card, but if that's what golf is, well, to me, that's kind of... I'm not as interested. But if it's about the struggle, basically the practice of life, the journey, how do we get through this? Because it's all the same stuff, whether I'm dealing with something around my work or, or in relationship with kids, whatever. It's all the same stuff.
0: And I think that's a, a great takeaway for Steve because you're struggling with some confidence, you said, about your the, the confidence to play. And... Uh, and I think I just, you know, I'm just telling you what I've learned is that the game, the point of the game is that you could make a a birdie on the first hole and everything feels great. You could also hit an OB in a tournament on the first hole, and then how do you react? But the the point of all, all the all of this for you, I think, might be to embrace it, you know, and no going into a round of golf, it chaos can happen, and it doesn't it doesn't mean anything except for some rounds of golf are filled with you know some weird stuff that happens in a round of golf you know and it's, and it's not any more real to anyone else except it does something to you
5: yeah for sure i think it's got to be less about expectation and more about enjoyment and that's what i have to find but
0: enjoying the process mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. of all the and that's what we've all been talking about you know enjoying the minute to minute because there's not there's highs and lows you know we've you know, I had great results in some tournaments and, you know, in that St. Thomas tournament, i this was last year. I played Saturday. I went home because I just wasn't feeling it. I just didn't want to stay. in a. you know, a lot of other things were going on in my life. And I just was like, you know what? Rather than slog it through, another, because it was supposed to be horrible the next day, that Sunday round, I just went, I'm going to go home. And I felt great about it. In fact, I knew it was the right thing to do for me because I realized I'm not in the best state of mind right now. So rather than torture myself, i would I would remove myself,
1: would you say that was less about giving up and more about acceptance? It was all about acceptance because
0: I've given up before and and it's a different feeling. It was like, all right, I'm going to assess this situation, and my best uh, assessment for me as a person is I don't need to do this today. I'm gonna to come back and I had the best summer of golf I've had in twenty years, but that was a good that's a great point. I didn't go. Uh, I didn't say, oh, I can't come back. It's I it, suck. I suck. Because I, I didn't think that. I just thought, you know, this isn't the best place for me today. Um, and I would say for you, Steve, that the more you understand that the struggle, you know, to be cliche, is real. It is the point of the game is to struggle. And once you know that, and it's funny, as I go to the first team now on any day, any tournament, any round, and I go, okay, it's time to it's time to sail the boat. Because shit could go wrong right now. And that's the problem with the game is that as soon as something goes wrong, and might be the first tee shot. But I'm ready for that first. I am always assuming that it could be a great shot. It could be a bad shot. I'll be fine. I'll find it and I'll hit it again. I'm okay. I'm okay. Anything else, boys?
2: I'm also okay.
0: No, you're not okay. <laughs> you're, I'll tell you who's okay is you're, you're, gonna, you're, 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 gonna, sure. you're <laughs> That is uh, some okay. That is an okay guy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a a, you know, slightly different way of what you said, um, uh, Tim. uh, You know, one of the things about it doesn't matter. It's about the game and things like that. You know, one of the things I've uh, said to people uh, slightly differently is, you know, does regardless of the beers that are bought for you and the beers you buy for somebody else, by the time you die, what difference does it make? They're all beers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. What what really does it matter? It's the same thing. If we kind of put this game in perspective, if the game is all about let's say get better, you know, get my handicap down, win a tournament, what really happens of consequence of achieving that? To me, it's actually if that's the entire game, it's kind of hollow. But if it's more about what can I learn about myself, what experience can I have with the people I'm with, how can I maybe have a sense of gratitude, enjoy what's going on if i'm expansive as we talked about then then everything's okay and i just did the best i could whatever the the number
0: goes down on the card and and you know for someone like tom who's coming back to tournament golf and he wants to be a high level player and that's those are all fine aspirationally it's great um but it isn't us it isn't a, a linear path and even when you're You know, I'm accomplished and I've had a lot of good success in the game very recently. There's still those moments when you get kind of knocked off a little bit and it's going to happen. It's it's uh, it's. Can you enjoy that part, too?
2: I think I can. Actually, I mean, I, I look at golf as a like I'm lucky to play it. You know, I'm lucky to have a membership. I'm lucky to be able to to show up at a course and hit balls when I want to. You know, I'm, so I'm kind of fortunate in that way. So keeping that kind of perspective helps with that. Th-
0: that's exactly it. Keep that in mind because there, when you because when you shoot 92, you have to be able to drive away and go. Still happy to be here. You and know? not drive into a pole or something like that. You know? well, yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> not drag your club on the ground. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. But it's being able to play in a tournament. And and don't be confused that when we talk about being able to have this sort of expansive sense of I'm okay no matter what. I want to play well in a tournament. I want to score the best I can. But at the end of the day, no matter what happens, if I can walk off that course going, you know, I'm okay. okay. I did my best. Well, what's likely to happen is I'm probably going to play pretty well if I have that mindset as opposed to, being ready to implode, emotionally go into into a big dive as soon as... Well,
2: because instead of bouncing back from a nine like Ronan did and then come back with a two, you probably go back nine and then six and then seven, and then all of a sudden your, your round's gone right within a few swings.
0: Well, and I, and I started off the morning, I told you the story of the Canadian mid-am. You know, I'm going along, I'm playing great, and I make a nine, and then... You know, and then I birdie the next hole. Those are the those are the moments you remember and then we talk about resiliency. That that's what gives you resiliency because you've proven to yourself through experience that you can have a pretty chaotic moment or two like you and I have had and still bring some you know, bring something to the next few holes, you know?
3: Well and you and you learn. Like the first time I made a nine in a tournament setting I probably made an eight right after it and I probably did that for a couple of times in a row and then after a while you just you get to a point when you're like either well I'm not I'm just I've done that before I have a choice I can keep doing it or I can do something different. Now what am I going to do different in order to make that happen and it doesn't happen right away. And what's great about the game is you can play the same course or you can play the same game but every time you move up a level and it's different for everybody what that level is it becomes different it's almost like you have to relearn a different way of playing the game and the level will dictate the skill set mm. and the it, it always grows you're never there and the next level up it's like this first tee shot it's a different it's like the first type of tee shot it's, it's a different tee shot than you've ever hit before in your life
0: and I, I like to use this phrase. You have to be ever vigilant because just because you've had some experience and we both have gone through or we've all gone through or we've followed a good hole or bad hole with a good hole. But it's always there. Yeah. And you have to recognize like, oh, yeah, this is back. I've I, OK, I've been here before, but I still have to be vigilant about how I'm going to react
1: to what's just happened. It's almost like be careful what you wish for. If you want to move up to that other level then you're putting yourself under new pressure, new skills to be learned. Think about the uh, PGA Tour player for example, maybe wins a couple, you know, a John Deere Classic or that level, and then finds himself first time in contention in a major. That's a whole other different level, whole other de- different set of skills. So the game as you as you if you want to get better in this game and enjoy it more, it's going to challenge you that much more. And you better be ready for those ups and downs. And to your, you know, Steve, you know, it never
0: goes away. It's always, you're not going to like get to a certain physical skill and then everything will be okay. It's always the challenge of like, okay, how do I, here's what I think helped me. And I'm going to finish the podcast with a little story for you guys. But it's all about reaction versus response. And so with a lot of us, me especially, very emotional reaction. And I get mad and then I couldn't play. And then it became a learned skill to be a little bit more calm and a little have a little bit more equanimity through the round. So that, yeah, I don't like signing for a large number, but my next thing you know, we're having dinner and eating and having a nice time. And uh, you you never achieve confidence, like you're never fully done. You're never f- completely bulletproof. You're always sort of like, okay, I have to be vigilant. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yep. Well, didn't you tell that story about playing? I think it was the Willie Park. Is that all your buds? You played. The guy who won the tournament yeah, is sitting, sitting there, at the table, and everyone's having the same fun experience. The only difference is, you know, when they called
0: somebody's name, it was his, and the rest of us shot a million. But we still, we all still had. And he's funny because Charles is the guy that kind of helped, not teach me this, but remind me that the point of getting together to play tournament golf is also to get together. Exactly. You know. Um so we're about to wrap up. Can I tell you this story? This is this happened yesterday and I and I uh, I live in free people don't know. I live in a building. It's got 14 units and the dog and I, I take him out in the back and there's some dirt and he does his business and I take it and I put it in a bag and then I walk it down the lane where there's some big uh, communal bins that we all put our garbage in. So a lot of times people come through this part this this laneway As a way to get to this next street, as opposed to going to the busy street in front, and it's trespassing. It's like we're 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 actually thinking of getting an arm because all these cars go through it, and you know I back out sometimes and someone's been speeding by. It's a bit dangerous. So this guy is I can he's driving through the laneway as I'm walking the dog to get to put his bag in a bin, and he's got his loud music playing. He's a guy you know, sort of forties dweeby looking. I'm just telling you, he's dweeby. (laughs) I'm and uh, a judgment. He's in, a, yeah. He's yeah. in a minivan with the music loud. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, he pulls. He pulls out, and Stan, who is like running around, and when we're because we do this every day, I walk to the end of the laneway, and I'm trying to get his attention because I can see Stan's about to run in front of her, his car, and he does. He runs in front of the car, and this guy. I'm like trying to get his attention, but his music's so loud, he almost runs the dog over. And I finally, I'm like, buddy. And he, like, looks at me, like, gives me, like, the what? I go, you almost ran over the dog. Anyway, he pulls his car in to just down the street, and he goes, and he's... Eventually, I see he walks to go to the bus. I guess he has some friends who live in the neighborhood. He parks his car, and he goes somewhere else. So I... And I, I, was kind of scared because, like I said, he, the dog went right in front of his wheels. And I, so I yelled at him across the way. I go, "Hey, almost ran over the dog." He goes, "Well, I thought he was on a." Le-. I go, he said to me, "I thought he was on a leash." I will go, "Why well, he wasn't?" He goes, "You should put your effing dog on a leash then." Now, which is strange because you've just driven through my private property, and if I was maybe old Howard, yeah. ten years ago, maybe maybe five years, I might have crossed the street and we would have had some moose jaw words. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm an old guy now And I'm thinking Oh great That's all I need to do Is get into a mix up With the pudgy guy And the midi van, And I fucking You know <laughs> So I stew about it I had to drive I was like in the morning i go up Had a whole day of stuff And I'm thinking about this all day Like I should just let it go Right No big deal you know, and I was like, hey, "What am I? What, what do I gain from? You know, I'm telling. The, I told this story to a few people. Oh, you should take the dog shit and put it in his gas can. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not a dog shit in the gas can <laughs> kind of guy. Uh, I mean, some guys might be, but I'm not. Something. What am I going to do? Because it was kind of still bugging me a little bit, but more of like, you know, I want to say something. So I write a letter.
5: <laughs> and, I did And I put the exact same thing. What did you do? I had the same thing They
0: the almost, microphone A guy almost
5: ran me and my dog over And I was so Right into the microphone And he he did the same thing He looked at me like What was my problem
0: Right and This I, guy actually said this to me you keep your dog in a leash So you wrote him a letter? I, I w- it, in the moment I was just
5: so taken aback That there wasn't I didn't have a reaction And he drove away And I saw where he parked So I did the exact same thing I went home I wrote a letter it was well thought out There were a few profanities, but I just, I walked it over and I put it on his windshield under his, under his wiper and I walked away and I, I felt better knowing that the message I couldn't give him at the moment he was going to get. Yeah. I I, I
0: wish you would have brought the letter because I have the letter right here. (laughs) So So here's what I wrote. Fellow citizen. That's how it starts. It's trying to be, you know, we're just, we're all here on the planet together. We're together. We're together. Fellow citizen, I say. Let's review. You were trespassing on my property and almost hit my dog, and your reaction was to yell, you should keep your dog on a leash. This is the incorrect response. Instead, the next time you're trespassing on somebody's property and almost run over their dog, you might try, I'm sorry, or my bad, or I was distracted by the fact that I'm a giant asshole. (laughs) Any of these... Would have been better than to give me shit for almost hitting my dog whilst using old English right there. I threw a little whilst in there whilst trespassing on my property. Uh, then I got immature.
2: <laughs>
0: I said, if you'd like to discuss this or any other issue, don't hesitate to call me at 1 800. You're a dick. That's 1 800. Dick 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 473 Dick. Or go to our website, dickisme.com. <laughs> Then I wrote, I hope this helps you as you go through life almost running over dogs and trespassing on people's property. Good luck and all the best. (laughs) So that's the difference between reacting. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. The difference between reacting and response. Although that was (laughs) 1-800-DICK-DICK-DICK 473-DICK which doesn't even make sense. What number is dick? Anyway. I just thought that might be a fun way for you to uh, close it off.
1: That is fabulous. Great storytelling, a moral, it's all there. It was compelling, and it wrapped up, and I feel so... Cozy and <laughs> guys, thank you very much for coming
0: yeah, in here today. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And uh, as always, uh, Coach Tim's available for uh, counsel and uh, and all kind of stuff. And of course, the Humble and Fred show at uh, humbleandfredradio.com. Thanks to TaylorMade. Thanks to Adidas. Back together again. Yes. Yet separate, but together. Living in the same house. Living at least. in the same. At the least, kids are
1: back. At least during this podcast. Exactly. We'll see you next time. Blind as blowing Dixie, double fall time. You feel alright
4: when you hear the music ring.